Welcome to CCC's podcast series. I'm Christopher Kennealy for Velocity of Content. Earlier today, May 22nd, at the World Expression Forum in Lillehammer, Norway, the International Publishers Association presented a pre-Voltaire special award for murdered Ukrainian children's book author and poet Volodymyr Vakulenko. Pre-Voltaire nominees are publishers, individuals, groups, or organizations who have typically published controversial works amid pressure, threats, intimidation, or harassment, be it from governments, other authorities, or private interests. Accepting the 2023 IPA Pre-Voltaire Special Award on behalf of Volodymyr Vakulenko was the Ukrainian writer Victoria Amelina, the author of two novels and a children's book. She received the Joseph Conrad Literary Award from the Polish Institute in Kiev in 2021 and was a European Union Prize for Literature finalist in 2019. She is a member of Penn International and currently works as a war crimes researcher. Victoria Amelina joins me now from Kiev. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Chris. For the 2023 Pre-Voltaire, IPA has presented a special award to the late Volodymyr Vakulenko, Ukrainian author, publisher, and organizer of festivals and readings, who was abducted and murdered by Russian armed forces in March 2022, shortly after the invasion of Ukraine. Volodymyr Vakulenko had many roles in Ukrainian publishing. Can you describe his reputation among other Ukrainian writers like yourself? Uh, first of all, Volodymyr Vakulenko was uh, very honest and very passionate, exactly the kind of person who wouldn't be able perhaps to survive uh, the Russian occupation uh, without being arrested, without being questioned, and perhaps, as we can see, without being killed. Because he was uh, always honest and it was important for him to have his uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And um, he, it was very difficult for him to hide his uh, views uh, uh, anywhere. And it was particularly difficult for him uh, during the time of occupation of his uh, native village, Kapitolivka. And I have to say that we all call him Volodymyr Vakulenko, but uh, his pen name was Volodymyr Vakulenko K. And this K stood exactly for the name of his native village, Kapitolivka. Uh, so he was um, um, not only a patriot of uh, Ukraine, but also he had uh, very warm feelings about his village. And uh, other writers also knew that. He grew up uh, in the east of uh, Ukraine, in the Kharkiv region. But uh, since uh, 2014, it was also very important for him to uh, go to the Donetsk and Luhansk regions and support uh, those who had to live uh, in the war zone. Little did he know that uh, soon he himself will end up living in the war zone. Vakalenko began writing children's books after the birth of his son, Vitalik, who has autism. What were the children's books about? Volodymyr Vakulenko really believed in inclusivity and he wanted uh, all children to be able to read books and to share uh, the same books, basically. Uh, so his children's uh, stories were about uh, uh, animals. Uh, to me, it seems like uh, I'm also a, mom, uh, a mother of a son and to me it seems that Vakulenko's uh, books uh, were very kind and full of love, full of love for his son and uh, for children overall. At his uh, memory day in March in uh, his native village, Kapitolivka, we 
uh, read his uh, book aloud. And uh, in particular, we read his poem about an elephant. So this is just an example. Um, he, he was writing about all kinds of things. But his most famous uh, children's books is named uh, The Dad's Book. And it is dedicated to Vitalik, to his son, who uh, currently lives uh, with uh, Volodymyr Vakulenko's parents, with his grandparents, uh, in the village of Kapitolovka in the Kharkiv region. Vakulenko was also a political activist, apart from being an author and a publisher. He took part in protests against former President Viktor Yanukovych in 2014 and volunteered to fight, as you say, in the Donbass region after the Russian annexation that year. What did it mean to him to be a Ukrainian patriot? Uh, he really took an active part in the Revolution of Dignity in 2014, and he was uh, severely injured at the time. He had an injury of uh, his head uh, that he received in Mariinsky Park. This was very important for Vakulenko to be you know, in the middle of history. He wanted to make history, I think. Uh, and it was impossible for him to watch um, how freedom is being taken away from Ukrainians, and he couldn't stay aside. He didn't fight uh, in a sense like he didn't, uh, he had never uh, had weapons, uh, uh, neither in uh, Kyiv in 2014, nor later. He didn't volunteer to join the army as a soldier, but he volunteered to help the army. Uh, he brought uh, help to the Ukrainian soldiers uh, on the front line, and he kept doing so in the beginning uh, of the full-scale invasion in 2022 as well. Uh, this is a tradition among Ukrainian writers. Since 2015, many of us, well, including myself, helped the soldiers on the front line uh, on different levels. And Volodymyr Vakulenko kept doing this uh, even uh, after February 24th, 2022. Some small things, you know, he kept, uh, you know, buying cigarettes for the soldiers or some food, whatever they asked. Uh, he just wanted to support them. He didn't have uh, health uh, uh, that would allow him to serve himself, but he wanted to make sure he does everything in his power to support those who can fight. In September 2022, shortly after the Russians had fled Kapitolivka, where Vakulenko lived with his family, you discovered the author's journal buried in the family garden. Why were you in the Kharkiv region, and how did you know where to look for the diary in Kapitolivka? What did Vakulenko write about in that journal? I came uh, to the Kharkiv region in September 2022 as a war crimes researcher, this was the first war crimes research mission for the well-known NGO, which specializes in the war crime research. Uh, the name of the NGO is uh, Truth Hounds. Uh, it's a well-established NGO that uh, has been researching war crimes uh, in Ukraine and other countries since 2014. Uh, I joined this uh, NGO in uh, 2022 because I thought that I might be useful in uh, this way, researching uh, war crimes committed during the full-scale invasion. So once I've heard that uh, um, Izum region is liberated in September, first of all, we were all happy. And my second thought was immediately, of course, about Volodymyr Vakulenko. Uh, we weren't friends. I just met him once uh, in uh, on a, uh, during the festival in uh, Kramatorsk, Donetsk region. Uh, but I followed his um, 
tragedy, I'd say, uh, because we all knew that he is missing from uh, Kapitolovka. We all knew that uh, he's abducted. So it was important to find out what exactly happened to him. And as soon as I've heard that uh, Truth Hounds are organizing the first uh, war crimes research mission to the Izum region, I volunteered to, to join them. And um, we went there on September 20, 2022. Um, I only was able to reach Kapitolivka on September 24th. Uh, why it took us four days? Basically, there were so many uh, war crimes in the Izum region that we just couldn't uh, proceed to Kapitolivka. Also, to me personally, it was very important. This was the primary goal for, of this research mission. Uh, but we couldn't stop talking to people in other towns and villages. And during this first war crimes research mission, we uncovered, for example, three torture chambers in Balaklia, which is quite close to Izum and Kapitolivka. But finally, on September 24th, we came, and uh, my goal was to talk to Volodymyr's parents, because unfortunately, and this is often the case, Volodymyr's uh, parents are the main uh, witnesses in this case, uh, his uh, father, Volodymyr Sr., saw how his uh, son was uh, abducted on March 24th. Um, and uh, his mother also came to try and help to prevent the abduction. So she's also a witness. There were also preliminary searches in uh, Volodymyr's house. And uh, his parents are also witnesses of that. I came to Volodymyr Sr.'s house and found uh, my colleague's empty room. It was quite obvious that this is a room of a writer. I could see, you know, diplomas on the wall. I couldn't see most of his books because those books were stolen uh, or, as uh, Russian occupiers said, uh, taken for uh, some kind of uh, review. Uh, they wanted to analyze if uh, those uh, books are somehow uh, related to nationalism. Uh, well, to them, perhaps these books uh, were related to nationalism because they were just simply all written in Ukrainian language. And it was a very emotional moment for me. And I have to admit that I forgot for a moment that I'm a war crimes researcher and I was a Ukrainian writer again. And I talked to Volodymyr father not as a human rights activist, but uh, as uh, his son's fellow writer, I started uh, talking about his books and looking at the books uh, that were left on the floor in uh, Volodymyr's room. And at this very moment, Volodymyr's uh, father remembered that his son kept a diary. Uh, I have to say that almost two weeks passed uh, since the liberation of Kapitolivka, but apparently Volodymyr's father didn't think about some kind of war diary his son left because, you know, you, this is not what you think when your son is missing and is perhaps murdered. But talking to me about his writings, he remembered that the, there was this diary and that Volodymyr buried uh, the diary in the garden before being abducted. So after recording the testimony of uh, Volodymyr's father, I also went with him to the garden and we tried to look for the diary together and uh, eventually I was able to find it. This moment was very surreal to me, um, especially because um, 
I think you all know this um, by now that uh, Ukrainian culture was persecuted uh, during centuries, basically. And many manuscripts by Ukrainian writers are still missing. Uh, like, for example, half uh, of the novel of one of the most prominent Ukrainian writers, Mykola Khvalyovy, is still missing because uh, all the copies were um, destroyed by the Soviet regime. And there are many cases like that. And um, I realized that perhaps uh, Volodymyr Vakulenko is gone and uh, he hid his diary in the garden and he wanted us to find this diary to hear what he has, what he had to say to the world during the occupation. And it was very important to fulfill his will and find this diary. And I was uh, really scared. What will I do if I cannot find it? But fortunately, um, the diary was there and uh, I took it. And immediately after the end of the war crimes research mission, I brought this diary to Kharkiv Literary Museum. Um, this museum is mainly dedicated to the so-called executed Renaissance. So it uh, preserves the manuscripts and books of the writers uh, who had been executed by the Soviet regime in 1930s. So unfortunately, right now, it also has uh, a diary of a writer who was executed uh, by the Russian regime in 2022, Volodymyr Vakulik. And you mentioned, Victoria Molino, about the Soviet repression of Ukrainian culture and literature. U.S. intelligence agencies revealed before the Russian invasion in 2022 that the Putin government had prepared an extensive hit list of prominent Ukrainians who were to be rounded up, imprisoned, or killed after a military takeover of Ukraine. What does it mean to you as a Ukrainian writer yourself that the Russians have made your country's culture a target for destruction? It means to me that uh, I'm fully aware that I am alive uh, thanks to the Ukrainian army and thanks to our allies who supported us with weapons. Uh, and although, I mean, Ukraine is a very peaceful country. Uh, we are all about culture, music, art, mostly these things. But at the same time, uh, every second of my life, I have to be fully aware that uh, I have to be thankful to the army. And I have, despite the fact that I'm a human rights activist, but the most important thing for us right now is uh, getting weapons to defend ourselves. Uh, I have to say that before the full-scale invasion, I've been reading one of the rereading of one of the history books, and I've been trying to imagine uh, what it would me mean for me if the executed Renaissance would have to repeat. Because uh, perhaps ninety percent of my friends are writers, artists, uh, or uh, civil activists. And this would mean that 90% of my friends would be executed uh, by the regime. Uh, and it, this is quite, you know, an appalling thing to even think about. This is perhaps the reason why, why we fight so fiercely, why we cannot understand what the question is when we are asked uh, if we would agree to give up uh, some part of the Ukraine's territory. Uh, we cannot um, have any compromise. We cannot give up uh, neither the 
Donetsk, Luhansk, you know, Crimea, because we know what's going on there in the occupation, and occupation is in fact uh, something even worse than uh, war. This is where people like Volodymyr Vakulenko um, become helpless and can be tortured and can be executed. And to me, it is very important that the world hears us and understands this. Victoria Emelina, thank you for speaking with me from Kyiv about the late Volodymyr Vakulenko, Ukrainian author and publisher and recipient of the 2023 Pre-Voltaire Special Award from the International Publishers Association. Thank you, Chris. That's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. You can subscribe to the program wherever you go for podcasts, and please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also find Velocity of Content on YouTube as part of the CCC channel. I'm Christopher Keneally. Thanks for listening.